Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Family Church in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. We pray you are challenged in your walk with the Lord through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly Family Church or to subscribe to our free podcasts, please visit us on the web at cafamily.net. We thank you, Father, for your presence among us tonight and the privilege of studying your word and sharing it. We thank you for the Holy Spirit to give us ears that are anointed to hear, hearts to receive, minds that are open. Change us by what we hear from glory to glory. Conform us to the image of Jesus as we yield ourselves to you. And Father, I thank you for utterance in the Holy Ghost and making my tongue as the pen of a ready writer to proclaim with boldness and accuracy the knowledge of the truth that liberates, delivers, and sets free. We'll give you all the praise, honor, and glory for all things achieved among us. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at Isaiah 58, beginning at verse 6. A couple of verses here. Verses 6, 7, and 8. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? If you read the prior verses, it's a fast that they chose, but not God. But we won't take time to get into any of that. This is the fast that I have chosen. You can say this is God's chosen fast. To loose the bands of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? And that you bring the poor that are cast out into your house. When you see the naked that you cover him. And that you hide not yourself from your own flesh. Then, then shall thy light break forth as the morning. Thine health shall spring forth speedily. Thy righteousness shall go before thee. And the glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Or rear guard. When God's people fast and pray, great things happen. Great things happen. We just saw some. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning. And that means we'll have direction. Our spiritual eyes will be open. We'll start seeing some things more clearly. Maybe that God has for us or God wants us to know or God wants us to see. Because we've taken that time exclusively to be with him to fast and to pray and seek his face then he goes on to say thy health shall spring forth speedily your health so in other words fasting has an effect upon our health and when we, we don't let's say always use the digestive system what does it do it has time to rest and produces health in our physical bodies and there's tremendous testimonies of miraculous things that have taken place when people have gone on extended fast now the scriptures don't teach that we have to be on an extended fast that's between the individual and God but there is a benefit to it your health will spring forth speedily now notice this your righteousness will go before you what does that mean it means you're going to be empowered you're going to have a greater power over sin your righteousness will go before you. It will just manifest itself through you. And when it comes up against sin, sin will not be any match or power f- over it. Because righteousness is greater than unrighteousness. Holiness is greater than unholiness. And then he went on to say, uh, God's glory will be your rear guard. God will have your back. Just look at those four things right there that God has promised to someone who will take some time just to be in his presence, wait in his presence on him, humble themselves, fast, pray, seek his face, and just say, Lord, I'm here for you. I make myself available to you, to use you, to cooperate together with you, to co-labor together with you, to accomplish your purposes. 
Well, when God's people fast for right reasons, those are the things that happen. Well, what are the right reasons? Well, they're listed there for you. Scripture said the same thing. What are they? To loose the band, or to break the power of Satan is to loose the bands of wickedness. That's to break the power of Satan. So, in other words, by placing ourselves in a position where we just get into his presence, certain things take place within us that gives, a, gives place to the power of God, enabling us to rise up to a place where we can break the power of Satan over people's lives. So it says to loose the bands of weakness, to undo the heavy burdens. And that means to release the captives, to release, release the slaves that have been held captive and bound by demonic influences and powers. And you think about when Jesus came to the earth, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, he said, to do what? To release the captives, to set them free, to liberate. That's what his ministry is all about. And that's what his present day ministry is all about as well. That's for all of us. Amen. And then next he says to liberate the oppressed. To liberate the oppressed. There are more people walking around in a state of oppression I think than ever before. Oppressed about all things taking place in in their lives. The economy. uh, Terrorism. Etc. Etc. They're down on many many different things that's taking place. Well you know what? We take some time to be in his presence. There's something about being in his presence that some of him gets on us. More of him gets on us. And he just floods us and fills us with his presence, his power, his anointing, and his glory. And what happens? We can liberate the oppressed. You know what? We should be people that when you get into contact with other people, you don't bring them out. You take them up. You take them higher, praise God. When they're in your presence, they could be down and out. But by the time they leave you in your presence, God becomes the glory and the lifter of their heads. To liberate people that have been oppressed. And many have been oppressed over the years. You may know some in your family. But then the next, time, next thing he says is for spiritual breakthroughs. People that are looking for spiritual breakthroughs. There might be something that's just holding things back. And you need to have a spiritual breakthrough. That's a reason Another reason to set aside some time. And remember, you can, get, you can get a lot with God just by missing one meal. Did you know that? If you take the time to miss that meal and to get alone with God, to be in his presence and call upon his name, I'm telling you, it's absolutely wonderful the work that God can do in a person. But we also want to be used by God to do what? Have spiritual breakthroughs, help other people get through difficult times in their lives as well. And then next, the final one, another reason is to provide for the needs of others. In other words, you deny yourself to be a blessing to somebody else. You skip a meal and feed somebody else a meal. You don't buy yourself that new outfit and you buy it for somebody else. So in other words, you want to be a giving person. And so Lord, I'm just going to wait in your presence. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to pray and seek your face. And what I'm going to do is just allow you to fill me up and flood me until I overflow with your power, your glory, your presence. And then when you go, you go aglow. You go aglow with the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit. Praise God. Why? Because the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. And so when you take the two forces, put them together, fasting and prayer, they go together, you've got dynamic power working 
in the life of that individual person. But those are the reasons. These are the reasons why, you see, we gather together to humble ourselves and pray and fast so that we can join forces together with God to accomplish his purposes on this earth. And then in point three, how does fasting and prayer achieve these things? First of all, it's a way to humble ourselves before God. And what does God do to the humble? He lifts them up. He gives grace to the humble. And grace is his power of operation. His operational power. See, when a person is full of pride, God resists the proud. But when a person is humble, he gives them grace. You want more grace? Humble yourself. Notice, don't say humble me, Lord. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. And what will he do? He will lift you up. He gives grace. Operational power. His divine ability. Praise God to assist, to help. And that's how it works. And then secondly, it also keeps the flesh in check. Anybody here ever had a problem with your flesh? You know, keep the flesh under or keep it in check. The flesh always wants to get in a way when it comes to fulfilling the will of God. But the power of God manifesting in our lives as we fast and pray and wait upon God will enable us to rise up above the power of the, of, of the flesh. Remember Jesus said the spirit's willing, but the flesh is what? The flesh is weak. But when you fast and pray, what you do is you generate miracle power in your spirit that enables you and me to rise up above the power of the flesh. And so that helps us accomplish the purposes of God. And then also, uh, it destroys unbelief. It destroys unbelief. It builds confidence in the life of the, the one that's practicing it. Remember when Jesus said, when they said to Jesus, we couldn't cast out the devil, why not? And he said, because you're for unbelief. And this kind comes not out, but by what? Fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. Not the devil. The devil comes out by the name of Jesus. But, but the unbelief comes out when people put themselves in a position where they're going to be in God's presence, overcome the flesh, build up your spiritual condition. Now you've got confidence before God and unbelief is just evicted from your life and now you can run through a troop. You can leap over a wall because of the power of God that's just surging on the inside. Great confidence. And then when you go forth, you see you're not doing it apart from God and also you're not doing it on your own. You're doing it hooked up together with God and the Lord will work with you confirming his word with signs following. And then also, uh, it gives place to a greater anointing. And I'll tell you what, it's by the anointing. It's by the anointing. The yoke is broken by the anointing of God. We should want to be so anointed by God that everywhere we go, that anointing just drips from us and affects the lives of the people that are around us. And some of these individuals of old like a Wigglesworth, like Finney. There were some that walked through the streets and people were up in trees and they said, get down because the moment we walk by in your presence, the power of God's gonna fall. You're gonna fall out of the tree. Well, I guess God could have cushioned them by falling out of the tree, you know, but they knew the power of God would manifest. And so there's a greater anointing. If you want a greater anointing on your life and ministry, then spend some time alone with God in fasting and prayer. Now notice this last one. It doesn't change God. Who does it change? It changes us. We can hear from him more clearly. Why? Because we shut the world out. We shut down the flesh. And we're just listening to our God. We're spending time with him. 
Secondly, he may reveal changes that we need to make. Tweak some things in our lives. Sometimes the power of God is short-circuited. And if it is, we can make an adjustment. And that can be tweaked. And praise God, it will give place to the power of God. The third thing. Next, it exalts the spiritual above the natural. You know what? We live in this natural world and too often we're controlled by it. But we're spiritual beings and we should put the spirit first. So the spiritual is greater than the natural. But because of our fallen state and condition, the flesh wants to be in control. But when you do what? Starve the flesh a little bit? Oh, it'll get so mad at you at the beginning. I'm telling you, it will, your stomach will rumble in rebellion. That's what that is. Rebellion. You're not feeding me. Right? Did you ever sit down to a turkey dinner and you got so full you said, I can never eat another thing again for a week? And two hours later you said, where's that pie at? <laughs> right? Where's the pumpkin pie? Uh-huh. Right. Doesn't take very long for the flesh to start acting up again and again. But it exalts the spiritual above the natural. And it lifts you to another plane of spiritual awareness. And then also, finally, it exposes some wrong motives and it can expose maybe even some sin. Sometimes, you know, it's hard for us to see because we have a beam in our eye. Or we can see the toothpick in our brother's eye, but we can't see the beam in our own eye. But when you get before the Lord and say, shine the light of your scrutiny upon my life, expose those things that need to be exposed between you and me so I can deal with them. Why? Because I want more of you. I want less of me. I want more of you. I ought to be changing. My thoughts and attitudes ought always to be changing for the better. You know that's in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. We are told, I think it's 23. In the living I think or amplified translation. It says that our thoughts. Now our thoughts and attitudes ought always to be changing for the better. Ask yourself that question. Are my thoughts and attitudes always changing for the better? Then they need to be. So this is how fasting and prayer works. And praise God as we apply it to our lives. And again, there's no rules in the New Testament. You don't have to fast 21 days. When a person hears fasting, they think of 21 day fast or a 40 day fast. And then your flesh just says, don't even wake me up. That's not what it's about. Okay? You can miss a meal and gain a lot of spiritual insight. And that's why we're here tonight. We've, however you've done it, you might have missed a meal, maybe two meals, maybe all day, whatever you chose to do. But we're here, and God's aware of it. And so we want our Father to know that we're ready. I wrote down just a few prayer-focused things here. And let's just go over them real quick, and then we're going to pray. Notice for this nation, it's time for believers to stand up and ri rise up before the throne of God. And start looking to him for restoration. That this nation would return to its biblical foundation. And Christian roots. Going back to our American heritage. And we'll talk about that more this coming Sunday. That there would be an unleashing of the spirit of repentance upon this nation. That has been long overdue. And as I call these out tonight, I know, I know that God's going to put some of these things in your spirit to pray out. 
that as we speak mercy, grace, and the blood of Jesus Christ over this nation, praise God, it will be effective, it will be impacting, like this nation has not seen before. Is God big enough to do it? Can he move from sea to shining sea? Can he move around our borders? Can he manifest himself in such a powerful way so as to take things under his control? If we give him the opportunity to do so. And so we're making a highway for him to move under sea. That we should reach our full potential as a godly nation and become a beacon of light to all the other nations of the world. That's how we should be. A beacon of light. And you can pray these things out in your private prayer life. You know, this is just you could take with you and pray. For American voters, please make note of this. To understand the importance of voting for candidates that reflect biblical principles. What an advantage we have in this nation to see to it that people in office believe the Bible and believe the things of God. And we can vote them in. Boy, and if we, if we did, without question, we take back our nation for the things of God. And then our leaders would be God-fearing, yielded to the Holy Ghost, that they would uh, once again be used of God to restore righteousness to this nation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And the Lord has blessed this nation so richly over the years because of our American heritage. And then when it comes to Israel, some people want to know. Here's some things to pray about Israel. First of all, let's throw up Psalm 122 verses 6 through 8. Let's read them. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. You want to prosper? Love Jerusalem. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will now say peace be within thee. You see why we pray for the peace of Jerusalem? Hallelujah. There's prosperity. But we believe that God is honoring his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we're thanking him for doing that during this time. We're thanking him for protecting their borders. For protection from all enemies. Protecting Isaiah 53 as we've talked about. They want to remove that. Why? Because Jewish people are being saved by reading Isaiah 53. And they want to remove it. You talk about a rebellious mindset. You know I've listened to some of their rabbis. And they say we're in a state of defilement. They know it. They believe it. They say it. They don't deny it. They declare it. They're in a state of defilement right now. It takes us, praise God, to pray for them. The scales being removed from their eyes so that they can see. And thank God that we have prayed for their protection and safety. So God has raised us up to do that. But also to raise up Christian watchmen on the wall that will continue to pray and lift up the nation of Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. To open up the eyes of the people to see Jesus as the Messiah and Lord of all. And also to infiltrate the Israeli government and influence their leaders and giving them godly wisdom. And listen to this. Let's make note of this tonight. Pray for these youth that have been traumatized by war and terror. You know those kids go to sleep at night with sirens that are blaring. With rockets that are flying. Imagine that. You know we got a little bit, not concerned, but a little startled that this bear came up from, the black bear from Midland, came through almost our backyards. Took off down to Brady's Run Park. A black bear. Just recently. I haven't seen a bear like that around here, but it was close by. People saw it right behind shopping safe. <laughs> yeah. That's a black bear. Not a rocket, not a missile, not a bomb. But these kids are going to bed at night, traumatized and terrorized 
because of the craziness that's going on around them. God wants us to intervene for them. For a strong alliance to continue with America. And then also to stand against anti-Semitism. And for God to orchestrate these last day events. Those are some of the things to pray about. But what I want us to do right now. There's other things that we can pray about. Whatever is on your heart. Whatever is in your spirit. To pray about tonight. It could be some of these things. And also it could be the body of Christ. It could be the church here. But it also can be your personal lives. Let's go to the throne right now. And you're on your own. Pray it out. Look at the list if you want to call some of those out. But whatever. Pray it out tonight. Believe God with us tonight. For a national revival. A local revival. A family revival. Praise God to take place for Israel, for the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hi, Pastor Bill here. I want to thank you for joining us today. On behalf of my wife, Krista, and Krista Selby Church, I want you to know that we're here to serve you and your family. Whether you have young children or kids in elementary school, if you're a teenager or a young adult, we have a passion to provide a safe and comfortable environment where you can grow in God and build a solid foundation of his love for you. And with that foundation, we encourage you to take the gospel of Jesus Christ with you wherever you go. It is our heart at Christian Assembly to be an outreach, to be the hand of God toward Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. We want to join as the body of Christ to make one last trumpet call before the final trumpet sound. And through a life of worship, bring in a harvest of people. With whatever gifts God has given you, we want you to be free to share those gifts and talents. Life is most fulfilled when we share God's love with others. And in all that we do, we want to demonstrate the power of the name of Jesus to the world through a ministry of excellence to God first and then also to you. So whatever the situation, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I want you to know that we love you and God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And that plan begins by making Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life. And if you've never made that decision yet, I'd like to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. And if you will, Jesus will become your Savior and your Lord. Just repeat after me this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I now accept you and receive you as my personal Savior and Lord. Heavenly Father, I have called on the name of Jesus I'm now your child in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.